0: ray Welcome to The Local, your daily dose of hometown news and democracy. I'm Jefferson Smith from Portland, Oregon. It is Tuesday, December 22, the 22nd. Today, back in the day, December twenty-second, 1969, the first broadcast of Radio Free Alcatraz aired. Radio Free Alcatraz, or KPFA, existed to give a platform to Native Americans while they occupied Alcatraz Island. Much of the programming addressed negotiations between tribes and the federal government for the title to Alcatraz Island. The islands of all tribes occupied Alcatraz for 19 months, starting in 1969. Prior to the Native American occupation, Alcatraz was a maximum security federal penitentiary. The protest was led by Richard Oaks, Lenanda Means, and others. Oaks was shot to death in 1972, and the American Indian Movement was later targeted by the federal government and the FBI in COINTELPRO operations. And today, back in the day, December 22, 2010, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed under the administration of Barack Obama. The policy prevented military personnel from discriminating against LGBTQ people while also barring openly queer individuals from joining the military. The argument was their presence would prevent the unification necessary for military units to function, viewed as a clumsy compromise almost immediately upon its taking effect. In 2010, Obama vowed to repeal the policy in a State of the Union address. Here was his quote, This year I will work with Congress and our military to finally repeal the law that denies gay Americans the right to serve the country they love because of who they are. And indeed, today, 10 years ago, that repeal was signed into law. Today we will have your Quick 6 News headlines and an interview with Stephen Broback. Brobeck is the director of the Consumer Federation of America. Stephen will talk to us about a lawsuit filed by REX, a discount broker, against the state of Oregon. Now, that lawsuit is about prohibiting the payment by real estate agents of rebates to home buyers. What it's also about is the state of the real estate industry and the fees that buyers and sellers pay to realtors, and some of the rules around those fees. X-ray. First up, it is time for today's Quick 6 Local Rundown. The state legislature indeed had its special session on Monday. Legislators unanimously passed a bill setting aside $400 million for coronavirus relief. It was a productive session in Salem. The money will go to the health authority, Oregon schools, Oregon businesses, unemployment services, and the state's housing and community services department. Lawmakers also set aside $200 million in a relief fund for landlords and tenants. The funds are going to work like this. If renters can't afford to cover their underpaid rent for the past year, landlords can get up to 80% of that money from the state. The bill will also extend the moratorium on evictions until July 1st. That was the closest vote of the day. Legislators also set aside $100 million for wildfire response and recovery. Another $100 million devoted to a general purpose emergency fund. Also, good news for bars and restaurants and people who like to buy expensive beverages from bars to consume at home. The Cocktails to Go bill passed 9 to 1. So now you can, in fact, order a drink with your delivered meal. Lawmakers also passed a couple bills giving limited liability protections to Oregon schools as long as they comply with emergency health precautions meant to stem the spread of the virus. A bill similar to the school's bill didn't pass on Monday. It would have applied to hospitals. That bill did get voted down in the legislative committee. So while the voting continued as planned, not all was peaceful at the Capitol on Monday. Far-right protesters disrupted the special session. They stormed the state house in the morning, demanding the Senate reopen the state economy, end coronavirus restrictions. They started licking flagpoles, breathing on people, demanding the freedom to spread a virus to whoever they wanted and die from it themselves as they so chose. Those weren't their exact words. Some did carry firearms and bear mace and chanted, Let us in and arrest Kate Brown. Many of the protesters were maskless. No reports on the licking of flagpoles. Oregon State police declared an unlawful assembly, used tear gas and pepper balls against the far right protesters. Demonstrations promoted by patriot prayer. We've heard of them before, we've also heard some of their racist rhetoric. Talking to reporters after the session was over, Tina Kotek, Speaker of the House, said they were going to look at footage of the Capitol building to figure out how the protesters got in the outside door in the first place. Those doors are locked. Peter Courtney said, I'll simply say it's under investigation and we'll leave it at that.
1: And now your daily dose of data. Oregon had the fewest number of daily cases in a month. Hooray. The Oregon Health Authority reported 846 new coronavirus cases, That brings the total number of cases to 103,755. The state reported six new deaths from the virus. The state's death toll now stands at 1,347. Nursing homes began receiving COVID vaccines. Both staff and residents will receive the vaccines. The first wave includes 10,725 doses. Long-term care residents make up a small fraction of Oregon's population but account for half of the state's COVID-19 deaths. So far, facilities are not requiring that staff and residents get the shots. The next groups to get vaccines will be high-risk outpatient services, in-home caregivers, and non-emergency medical transportation. And in Washington state, Washington has now had a total of 222,600 coronavirus cases since the pandemic began. The state has had a total of 3,104 deaths from the virus.
0: Nike stock hit an all-time high on Friday. The Beaverton Company reported $11.2 billion in quarterly revenue. Demand is high, and it's no surprise to anyone who has passed by Nike's North Portland flagship store. Despite COVID-19 restrictions, almost always a long line out the door. Revenue climbed 9% this quarter for the company. Profits especially jumping in China which requires a really long line to North Portland. The basketball industry is booming there. Nike sales in China rose 24% this quarter. Company says they're focusing their business strategy on digital sales. 90% of Nike's brick and mortar stores are currently open with some COVID-19 restrictions and reduced hours.
1: Fewer renters moved to Portland this year and more renters moved out of the city. Most of the people that left were millennials. The average age of the defectors was 29. Overall, renter activity dropped 4% compared to last year. The city's average rental price was about $50 lower than it was this time last year. The average rental price came in at $1,493 per month. Among the top choices of those who left were Beaverton, Tigard, and Vancouver, Washington. This suggests that defectors are staying in the area, just moving to cities with average rents that are a little bit cheaper. Portland isn't the only major city to lose renters this year. Renting activity dropped 11% in Seattle and 7% in San Francisco this year. And because of the pandemic, average rental prices dropped in all 10 of the most expensive cities in America. For some, these numbers might seem kind of abstract, but for many, high rental prices and inaccessible housing can have deadly consequences.
0: 113 homeless people in Multnomah County died this year. That's the highest annual death tally since the county started tracking homeless deaths in 2012. Since 2012, homeless deaths have more than doubled. In a press conference, Multnomah County health officers said the increase may be linked to rising rents and increased meth usage. The numbers were reported by Homeless Advocacy Group and newspaper Street Roots who, by the way, have a weekly segment right here on The Morning Show on Wednesdays. Alongside that data, the group wove in the stories of three homeless people, Tisha, Terry, and Michelle, who passed away this year. Stories emphasize the systemic failures that lead to these human beings' deaths. The introduction to the report started with this quote. These pages are a resounding alarm against the lure of normalizing and accepting homelessness as an inevitable, intractable reality. We must keep acting with the conviction that Tisha, Terry, and Michelle would be alive today if our systems were positioned to consistently help those who are hardest to reach and most in need.
1: And finally, some good news. Portland Trailblazers have their first game of the season on Wednesday. They'll be facing off against the Utah Jazz. And they'll be playing on their home turf at the Moda Center. Last time the teams played, the Jazz clinched the game by just three points. So this time around, it's gonna be on the biter. Unfortunately, fans won't be allowed at the stadium to watch the game. You can still tune in to support the team from home at 7 p.m. The Blazers are also looking for musicians to record virtual national anthems for their games this year. More information can be found on the Trailblazers website. And that's Matt, today's Quick, quick six, six Local Rundown. Local rundown. X-ray. Next, we have an interview with Stephen Brobeck, the director of the Consumer Federation of America, or CFA is here to talk to us about a lawsuit that was filed by REX, a discount broker, against the state of Oregon for prohibiting the payment by real estate agents of rebates to home buyers. This lawsuit is joined by the CFA. Here are Stephen Brobeck and Jefferson Smith.
0: Stephen, thank you for joining us. Happy to join you. Give, me, yes. give us a little bit about the background on the lawsuit.
2: This is an industry... Uh, which charges consumers 5 to 6%, sometimes a little bit more, across the board um, when home prices have been rising fairly substantially uh, for uh, several decades so that a real estate um, professionals can be paid or, or charged twenty-five dollars to $30,000 if they sell a $500,000 home. That's the cost of an inexpensive new car, an operation. Um, And the problem is that uh, there's really no effect to price competition. Uh, There are lots of reasons for that that we can talk about, but one key reason is that um, in 10 states, uh, not in the other 40 in, in the District of Columbia, but in 10 states, the states, and this is at the urging of the industry do not allow individual brokers or agents to provide a rebate of the commission. And typically, that's to the buyer. Most buyers do not think that they pay any commission. They actually end up doing that by paying a higher price for their home. Um, The seller ostensibly pays the entire 5% or 6%. The problem is that that five to six percent is split between the selling uh, broker, the listing broker, and then also the buyer's broker. And
0: let's pause there but, for a second. That's standard operating procedure. You sell your house. And I, I sold my house without with the advice of a couple of friends but with uh, but without a broker. But generally, you get a you sell your house, you hire a broker, and and it feels like when you're when you're the buyer that you're getting it for free. But it's typically six percent. You said five or six, and that gets taken off the price. But then that money gets split between the buyer's broker and the seller's broker. I get that. So keep going.
2: Yeah, you know, that, that's right. If you're a buyer, uh, most buyers. Uh, it appears, do not even ask about the commission. And if they do ask, they are often told that that is paid by the seller. Yeah. Um, And uh, eventually they will sign a paper agreeing that their buyer broker uh, can receive a certain percentage of uh, typically 50% of the commission paid by the seller. Again, that commission basically is added onto the sale price of a house. So, um, but getting back to, there are lots of reasons that the, that the commissions are high and relatively uniform. But one reason is because of this anti-rebate statute that, it, it, prohibition that exists in Oregon and nine other states. Um, one way that some enterprising, uh, agents and brokers who wanted to compete on price, uh, did so, or tried to do so, was by offering buyers a rebate of commission that they, that they received. That, of course, then introduced some price competition, uh, which the rest of the industry, the dominant industry, didn't like. So um, for, for decades, the industry has wanted there to be a prohibition on rebates. Now, the federal government got involved uh, 15 years or so ago, and actually started a little campaign against the states that had these statutes or or uh, prov- provis- regulatory prohibitions on uh, buyers rebate excuse me agents rebating a portion of the commission and they and they succeeded in several states in overturning or persuading those states to withdraw those prohibitions, but they were not successful in Oregon, so this litigation is really. Uh, intended to try to remove that prohibition on discount agents providing a rebate of a portion of their commission, their commission, not somebody else's commission, their own commission to the buyer.
0: So let me understand the if a, if a discount broker is working with a seller, okay, then everything is somewhat clear. right If you find somebody who will do it for, Uh, you'll find somebody who will do it for, you know, 1% on the seller's side or, you know, a point and a half on the seller's side, then that's one thing. But if the buyer's broker will only have the buyer come by the house, if they're going to get full commission, then that won't add up to two or 3%. That'll still add up to three to four and a half percent.
2: Well, actually, uh, yeah, it's, it's the, the the discount brokers can be listing brokers or buyer brokers typically they're working though with the with the buyer and they advertise their services as look you know we'll 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 rebate five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars of the commission that were paid to you if you work with us
0: and they give um, that to the buyer to be one, clear the rebate I, I, that,
2: I look why you know the question you could raise why isn't that just up to the why shouldn't that be left up to that buyer broker and to the consumer? Well, no, because the industry does not want that price competition to exist, and therefore it's uh, established uh, and it and it's it, it sort of the the prohibition is a little complicated. it's based on an action a law that the state passed but then was interpreted. Uh, by the state real estate commission that, um, for, that is that is dominated by the industry.
0: And I don't mind the complexity. The complexity is interesting, but I was dri- trying to drive to a question. That question, I just want to make sure I understand the rebate. The rebate is paid to the potential buyer. It's not an issue on the seller's side, or it's an issue on both no, sides.
2: No, it's not.
0: No, it's not. It's just an issue on the buyer side. Yep. OK, so when that because, yeah, so I, I think I understand it from the seller's perspective. So the buyer comes in and says and that discount broker will go to the buyer and that discount broker works on both sides or just works on the buyer side?
2: Well, most most brokers work on both sides. Yeah. But, in, in, you know, in this case, in the case of the the prohibition, it basically affects them as a buyer broker.
0: Well, what's the argument in favor of the nine states that still Bar those rebates, what's their best argument? Uh, Obviously, their best argument is not we're trying to stifle competition. That's not what they would say. Uh, At least they would say something like, We want to make sure that somebody who's a realtor, which, because you know, you, you don't get to make a lot of sales in a month. And, you know, it's usually those couple sales you make that carry you through for the times you're not able to make the sale. You're not able to connect a buyer to a seller. But in addition to that, Uh, What are the arguments made by the industry that are keeping these rules in place?
2: Well, you really ought to talk to the industry because I have not yet seen a good argument. I mean, usually, and I've been working as a consumer advocate for 50 years now, you know, you can, I can usually make an argument for the other side. I cannot make an argument for the other side on this particular issue it gets a little complicated because the source of the prohibition is the concern that um, uh, uh, people outside the real estate industry will be paid a portion of the commission, and you know that could lead to abuses if, in fact, uh, oh, oh, I'm not sure you, you you define them as abuses if realtors started offering. Uh, substantial cash rewards for bringing clients in, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but the source of this is is really the desire of the industry to retain the entire commission.
0: It does seem to me the economics of the realty industry, and yeah, we I would be delighted to talk to. We've got friends in the industry, delighted to talk to them. It does seem like those economics are changing. That it isn't as, I mean, I was able to sell, I was able to sell my house and, you know, it was a pretty humble house, uh, but I was able to sell my house. I had, I, I did have the benefit of, uh, of some advice, which I really appreciated. And so I, I, you know, but for that, I might, I might well have uh, benefited from using a realtor, but now with, you know, Zillow plus Redfin, you can get a pretty darn good sense of what things are selling for. Uh, and so, so one of the things that the realtor is one piece of value they offer is pricing value. The other is marketing value. They help get the place staged and help make the place look nice and help bring a buyer to it. But it seems like the realty industry is changing a lot. What are you seeing in terms of the shift, not only in this rebate issue, but the shift of the home selling industry overall?
2: Well, there are, there are quite a few changes taking place. Um, I mean, one one central fact about the industry is that it's squatted with agents. You know, there may be 5 million homes that are sold uh, this year, uh, yet there are 2 million agents. Just do the math there. Uh, the typical agent has difficulty selling uh, a sufficient number of houses to generate an income to support them. And, in fact, the... You know the average income of a, of a, of a realtor is uh, is only forty five to fifty thousand dollars, and that doesn't include expenses. So um, you, you know that more than any other factor explains the the, the strong desire to preserve the five to six percent commissions. There's just not enough money to go around for two million agents, and that also reflects the fact that entry in almost all states, into this industry is fairly easy. You can, in some states, take a three-week, four-week course, pay $1,500 or so, or maybe even less than 1000 and get your license, and then you're entitled to sell. So uh, that's, that's part of it. The other thing that is sort of threatening the entire industry is uh, the technolog- technological revolution, where you can just see this in the fact that over the last 10 to 15 years, uh, consumers have gotten access to information about all the houses on the market so that today, increasingly, uh, buyers are uh, going to a, a Zillow website or um, a home realtor, and and they're doing a search and finding a house or a group of houses that they're really interested in before they even contact an agent, which which now, and that was one of the Traditionally, one of the major functions of an agent was to search for a house that uh, had the characteristics that the buyer wanted and really and if you look at the other side on the seller's uh, on the uh, from the seller's perspective, one of the traditional functions of a listing agent was to help the seller price the house adequately Well, now the seller before they contact an uh, an agent can can just look at the uh, you know look at the website look at the list all the house listings in their area and get a sense as to what the price range ought to be um so techno- and technology is is affecting the industry in lots of other ways now for example we're during the covid era uh increasingly consumers are inspecting houses uh through uh, you know, not even for, through video. And, uh, you know, suppose that continues. Uh, then the agents don't have to spend as much time showing houses. And the, and, and the technology is affecting the industry in, in numerous other ways as well, which should actually lower, which lowers the cost, or should lower the cost, at which then should lead to lower prices. But that's simply not happening. And it's not happening because the industry is just fighting very hard and using all kinds of ways to defend the 5 to 6% commissions.
0: What do we do about the real estate industry, though, right? Because I mean, you're pointing out, it's, if we were talking about large-scale real estate developers, if we were talking about big banks, we were talking about people who are just making money hand over fist, and then that's one set of dynamics. But here what you've said is you got a couple million realtors in the country who, you know, some are making a lot, but most of them aren't. And what do we do about all those people that have got jobs? And and the way they're able to do it is okay, they don't, they don't able to sell a whole lot of houses over the course of a year. And they're able to coordinate some uh, buying a bunch of houses over the course of the year. But the commission is sufficient if they can, you know, heck, if they can do one a month, they're doing well. Uh, If, if all of a sudden you got to do three a month to do well or five a month to do well, then how are those folks supposed to make it by?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, for, one perspective is that there are quite a few of those two million people are just working as as a part-time job, and in reality are selling to their friends and relatives, which is sort of a kind of cream skimming. I've had dozens of calls with full-time, well-established agents and brokers that complained about these folks who come in, um, you know, and who don't have the skill level, the experience that the experienced broker has, and. And, and basically cream skim. So if there were real price competition, I would expect that the well-established brokers who were very good at what they did would continue to charge the same amount, and consumers would accept it. It's just that uh, uh, the folks with little experience, uh, the folks with little knowledge in the industry um, would be less successful.
0: Well, we appreciate your time. What's next with the lawsuit? What are you watching for?
2: Well, it's 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 you know we're we're optimistic uh, that the um, uh, that the Oregon District Court uh, will uh, issue a ruling that will uh, allow uh, brokers to provide rebates. Uh, there are lots of ways that they could do that. Um, I don't think they necessarily would have to overturn uh the state law. It could just be interpreted a little bit differently, and that's what's happened in other states. so um you yeah, know we're we're cautiously optimistic, and there are but there are really two other lawsuits that are uh, would have a much more profound effect on the industry that would essentially separate um or decouple the commission so that not only sellers but also buyers could negotiate their commission. And if that, if those lawsuits prevail, then um, the, the, this whole issue of anti-rebate prohibitions is moot. You know, because you, a buyer, uh, will then be able to negotiate down the commission.
0: Well, I want to say thank you so much, Steve Brobeck, with the Consumer Federation of America, about the lawsuit filed about rebates that is propping up commissions. Welcome your feedback and appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks to Stephen for joining The Local. Thank you for listening to The Local, your hometown in about 30 minutes. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for giving a five-star review. And thank you, Democracy. Just one more show in 2020. team will be taking a well-deserved break for the next couple weeks, and we'll be back in 2021. For now, talk to you tomorrow. X-Ray.